It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. There we go. Hey now. Hello. Oh, I got one of my favorite tweets to get overnight. Okay, don't make us wait. I thought you were going to ask, what was the tweet? <laughs> I know you're going to tell us. It's not like I'm going to be like, nah, don't tell us. Yeah, fuck off. Let's move on. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Uh, no, I love it when we get these. Uh, somebody says, hey, Scott, I find myself switching from Stern to you guys more and more regularly, but I don't like the music. Can you do something about that? I just want to hear talk. First off. That's great. Thank you very much. When I was off morning radio for a very, very brief time a few years ago, I did find myself listening to Stern from time to time. The problem was I only wanted to hear live shows and he was on taped more than he was on live. But uh, I do appreciate that you've made the switch over to us or you're starting to. As for the music, uh, that's an ongoing conversation that we've had with literally every boss we've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little more? And yeah. typically radio people like you to play music in the morning and just talk at about the rate that we do. Right. Uh, although um, we've made a little bit of progress in that area. That's right. It, you have the podcast anyway, which is 100% music free. Uh, can I do a couple of uh, DMs here real quick? Sure. And then we got a lot of content to get into. I know. There's a lot. of. It's going to be a busy one today. So Michelle sent me a DM yesterday. She said, just listen to the After Nine podcast where we talked about how you kill plants. Thank you. Yes, that's true. Um, she wanted to bring up a super cool Amazon find called the moisture meter that you, so if you're like me and you don't necessarily have a green thumb, but you like the thought of having many plants in your home, you get the moisture meter and it literally will just, it's a little meter that will tell you when to water the plants. Depending I have on questions about this. How does it monitor the moisture? Well, it's a meter that is specializes in moisture. I don't know what else to tell you. Do you stick it in the soil? You stick it in the soil. You Will stick it, it measure the moisture of anything else? Uh, that I cannot confirm nor deny. Interesting. At this, at this point. That would make for a good experiment, though. Well, you know what? Sometimes all you got to do is read the Amazon reviews for certain things, and you'd be amazed at what you can find. Uh, Courtney sent a tweet to at Kat Callahan is where you can find me on Twitter, at Scott Fox on Air. Um, she said, I don't think a $75 celebration kit um, is what's giving people debt and stopping them from owning property. Jesus, just listening to yesterday's podcast. Yes, we talked about the keg doing these amazing celebration kits. And Scott and I both got the chance to check out these celebration kits before they were officially out. And we talked about it. And then all of a sudden we had a couple of people being like, well, I'd rather not be in debt or I'd rather not spend $75. Nah, like, okay, well, it's an option. Nobody's forcing you to. Anyway, Courtney just wanted to reiterate that she agrees with us on that one. (laughs) And uh, thanks so much, Courtney, for that. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I was listening to yesterday's podcast or Monday's podcast when I was in the car yesterday. And I listening back to you tell the story about that message that that person sent you. And it was actually a little infuriating. Specifically, what they said was uh, $75 for dinner for two. No, thanks. I'd rather have no debt and own property. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's very, very subjective because there's a lot of people who might make the argument. Yeah, the reason I have no debt and own property is because I'll spend 75 bucks at the keg instead of spending 600 at Jacobs or at Highs or at Harbor 60 for their box. So, I mean, everything in perspective, I don't know how much you value a dinner for two or the fact that everything's done for you or that you get the taste of a restaurant that I think most people have been to at home, but I don't find 75 bucks to be a lot of money to spend. Mm -hmm. However, to each their own, I'm not in the mood to fight with you fucking people about this. (laughs) So 
<laughs> we need to salvage our energy on other things right now. You know, yeah. I mean, if if we wanted to, we could get into it with most people about most things because everything pisses people off in some way, shape, or form you, these days. You're absolutely right. And it could be something as simple as a story that we had yesterday. And I know we didn't have a podcast, so I know we didn't talk about uh, it in any, any podcast yet. But Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage being cast as Joe Exotic. Even that got some people really pissy. Yeah. And I thought... Do you really care that fucking much? Were you like yep. riding on waiting on a certain actor to play Joe Exotic? Is that what would have made your day better if you had heard that it was David Spade? Really? Yeah. What a what a strange thing in life to let ruin your day. The fact that Nick Cage is going to play Joe Exotic instead of Joe Dirt. Hey, listen, I don't happen to like that casting choice either. Not a once did I think to myself, I'm going to fucking chastise somebody on Facebook about this. <laughs> Yeah. I got to get on Facebook. People need to know how I feel about this. Fuck them. You know, not once did did I think that to myself. But anyway, to each their own. Um, let's talk a little bit about the microwave. Its primary function in your home is to reheat things. Right. There are some who don't even have a stove. They just do everything in the microwave. And if that's you, that's fine. Putting your face mask in the microwave to try and disinfect it is a serious no-no. I'll read you a quick story here from this morning's What You Need to Know on our terrestrial radio show. Ontario's fire marshal is linking an increase in fatal fires to stay-at-home orders issued to contain the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. Chief uh, John Pegg says fire fatalities are up 65% over last year to a total of 51, including 17 in March alone. Apparently, there's a greater risk of cooking fires because people are cooking at home and people trying to microwave to sterilize their face masks or other personal protective equipment. It will overheat and catch fire. You know, I used to do a segment on the radio many, many, many years ago. It was things that I never thought I'd have to say on the radio. And even though we're not on the radio, let me just say it right now. Don't microwave your fucking mask. Don't do... What were you thinking when you thought, I'll kill off any potential uh, coronavirus here by just sticking it in the microwave? That's not what the microwave is for, and that is not the way to sanitize your PPE. Yeah, if we've learned anything during this pandemic, it's that people are just as fucking stupid out there as we probably thought that they were. It amazes me the amount of shit that we see. We talked on the radio too yesterday about the woman who cut a hole in her mask because she couldn't breathe well. Like fucking diminishing the purpose of having a mask. Right. People are stupid. And the stupidity is really shining during this you, pandemic. You want another example of stupid? And I'd love to, on the radio, we try and tell stories with happy endings because... Well, we don't want to depress the shit out of everybody. But this one didn't necessarily have a happy ending other than lesson learned. Uh, Authorities say a woman who was killed by an alligator on Friday in a gated community along the South Carolina coast was trying to touch the animal when it attacked her. Let me read you more. They say the woman spotted the gator while visiting a homeowner in the area to do her nails. Then she saw the alligator and started taking pictures of it. Police say that 58-year-old briefly got away from the gator and was standing in waist-deep pond water. Her last words were, well, I guess I won't do that again. That's when the gator resurfaced, locked her in his jaws, and took her under. 
Now, it's sad that we have a dead 58-year-old woman right now, but why in the holy hell would you jump into a pond that you know has an alligator in it? You got away from him once and still stood there because you wanted a picture with the alligator. Right. What the hell is going on? Because people are stupid. And she did. She done did that to herself. And I'm a firm believer in... Um, I don't even know if this counts as karma, I suppose. Uh, but still, you entered the territory of an alligator and you knew there was an alligator, like you mentioned. Uh, you know what? You did it to yourself. Like, uh, rest in peace. Bye. Unbelievable that Bye. somebody thought that was okay. Other people microwaving their, mic- their masks and burning their houses down. I mean, fuck... Uh, people, do we, we we need to get back to basics, I think. That's exactly what we need to do is get back to basics and just the, the basic rules. Don't put metal in the microwave. Don't put your PPE in the microwave. Don't touch the alligator. Don't get in the water with the alligator. There's a wide spectrum of things we need to cover here. It's very, very frustrating. Fuck. It's annoying. No, it's at the point where I'm just like, you know what? Do it. No, do it. Do it. You know how I, you, like, you usually say, like, oh, stay healthy, stay safe at the end of a conversation or an email? For those people, no. You know what? Fuck. Go ahead. Be reckless. It's one less fucking moron walking this earth great bye there's a lot of people who are very much looking forward to things like getting their nails done when all of this is over mm-hmm. getting their hair done going to the spa going to the gym and that's fine when all this is over with and they figure out a safe way to do it by all means go ahead but there's also some people myself included who are looking forward to getting back on track with their tattoo person the person who inks them up And there's a really good article here. I think it was from the post and they're talking about the most painful places that you can get a tattoo. They came up with a top 10. The worst place most painful is rib cage. Rib cage hurts the Mm -hmm. most because there's bones under there, right? Yeah, I'd imagine that's a really and very thin. It's a very thin layer of skin that goes across the rib cage. And I think that means, like you said, there's bone there. So that means it hits the bone a little bit harder. From what I understand, anything with a lot of bone in the area is the worst. It gets better, though. The foot is the second most painful. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, whether you get the bottom of your foot, which I don't know why you would. People would only see it when you're laying with your feet up. Or you get the top, which is basically thin skin and all bone. I don't understand the foot tattoo other than you got it so that you could cover it up. Yeah. The stomach is number three. I wouldn't have guessed stomach. I mean, I think mine can take a pretty good pounding. I don't think a tattoo would be particularly painful there, but there's some who say it is. I'm thinking those who don't have as much belly fat as I do. If you've got a six pack, yeah, that tat on the belly would probably hurt. (laughs) Elbows was number four, followed by head. Mm -hmm. No disrespect whatsoever, but I don't get the head tattoo thing. There's some people who have no hair, all tattoo on their head. Right. Including the guy who does my work. Uh, Listen, I don't know what made you want to do that other than pure artistic vision, but that looks like it hurt like a bitch when you were getting that done. He's like a walking canvas, right? A walking resume, pretty much. I guess he wouldn't be the one that tattooed his own head, though. Right. I also don't know how you'd... What, do you have to climb above him to see the work on the top? I don't understand who even sees that if it's on the top of your head, but again, uh, to each their own. I could venture a couple of guesses. (laughs) There's one person probably who sees it. Mm -hmm. Number six is your inner thigh. You don't see a lot of inner thigh tattoos, do you? No, not really. What are we talking inner thigh? Are we talking like the meaty part of the inside of your leg? Or are we talking that little divot between between like where your leg and your crotch meets? Because that is pretty sensitive skin. Yeah, I don't see a lot of those at all. 
I've never seen it in real life anyway. Maybe not even in in TV or movies. But apparently the inner thigh is the sixth most painful place. Number seven is your genitals. Who's getting inked up on their dick Mm -hmm. or their vag? Mm Mm-hmm. The badge I could kind of understand. I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people do, but I think that there's a fair amount of people who will get it done there because, again, it's easy to hide. A lot of the more intimate kind of tattoos might be there. You know, a little whatever. uh, You put the person's name that you're doing. You know, whatever. Those kind of things I could see or a little four-leaf clover or something lame like that. Okay, but that gets done on, like, the pelvic bone, I would assume, right? Like, nobody's actually getting their badge tattooed. Are they? I think some people do, yeah. Really? You can get get anything tattooed. I know you can, but why the hell would you? That's a painful... If you got... Well, let's use the dick example. A guy who gets his dick tattooed? I don't understand why you would put yourself through that pain. (laughs) I also don't understand how there's six other spots that are more painful than that. Like, at what point does your dick just lay there and take it? Like, fuck, fine, I can't stop this, I'll just take it. You know, like, seriously, they would have to hold it pretty taunt, too, to tattoo it on there. Yeah. Like, do you have to stay hard through the whole thing? Or do they tattoo it soft and it looks fucked up when I you get a hard on? I didn't even... It's like one of those Mad Magazine fold-outs. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense until you're... Like a pop-up Until book. you're excited and that's like, oh, it's a fucking bunny. I get it now. Oh. Your ankle is number eight, followed by your butt cheeks at number nine. I don't understand the butt cheek tattoo either. You know, but. someone texted us this morning. They got a butt. That got a butt uh, tattoo. And it was, and they said that it it did hurt quite a bit, but it wasn't that bad. Tattoo people must be grossed out sometimes. If you do tattoos and someone comes in and says, huh, "I want the the Energizer Bunny on my asshole." Oh, fuck. All right, fine. Take your pants off and roll over. I'll do it. But I mean, they got to hold like weird parts of your body to do that shit. I don't think I'd want to sure be a tattoo do. artist. Oh, it's really the, the tattoo artists have seen all kinds of stuff. Seen it all. Number 10 is your nipples. Who's getting their nipples tatted up? Because that seems like a strange thing to me. Sure, but is it? do they mean like around the nipples though or the actual nipple itself? Because I've seen that, especially on men, um, where they'll have their chest, their whole chest done or a big portion of their chest, which will include around the nipple. I guess, but this says specifically nipples. Nipple. Maybe if it fits into the theme that you're doing. I, I suppose if you're getting a car tattooed, you could use one of your nipples as one of the tires. <laughs> or the headlights. <laughs> or the headlight. Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. Again, I I get the fascination of tattoos, and I understand that they are very addictive for some people, but getting your nipples tattooed, fuck, that just doesn't seem fun. Uh, you had some great uh, a great story this morning, probably an exclusive. I think we had this before anyone else. About the casting choice for a Rob Ford series. Yeah, it's AMC that's doing this um, limited series uh, that is going to show Rob's rise and fall in politics. Uh, It says it's going to start with his time on city council. It'll go all the way through to the drug abuse scandal. Doesn't mention anything about what they're going to cover in regards to his death in 2016. But... There's Canadian writers involved, a um, couple of guys behind Letterkenny, also Goon. They're calling it a dark comedy, and they've cast Jim Gaffigan as Rob Ford. Jim Gaffigan's a funny guy. I've seen a number of his stand-up specials. He's really, really good. Uh, I just don't know that they need to make this. I mean, 
Rob Ford was wildly popular for a very long time. And then he got into office and he did some things that weren't popular with the left, but the people on the right fucking loved the guy. And then he got into the scandals and the left went off on the guy. And that's when the right just sort of shut up and and stayed quiet because it's kind of hard to defend the guy who gets caught smoking crack, right? I mean, especially when it's caught on video after he denied it. But then he got cancer. And it was really, really sad the way his life ended, especially that it ended so young. And it had nothing to do with crack that he died. He just got cancer. And it was a particularly aggressive form of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they need to make a series out of it. I get that for a couple of months there, Toronto was like the talk of the world. Every late night comedy host was all over the Rob Ford scandal. It was a big thing worldwide. But do we really need to make a movie about it? I mean, his his um, um, ex-wife, not his ex-wife, his, uh, what would we call Renata now? She is- Widower. His, his widower. Yes, thank you. His widower is still alive yeah. and his kids. Yeah. And I just don't know that we need to make a movie and dredge that stuff back up again. Especially yeah. when he's not here to defend himself. I mean, if they do a movie about it, presumably Jim Gaffigan's going to go out and he'll do the circuit and he'll talk about playing Rob Ford in the series. But it wasn't a happy story. It, it was progressively more sad as it came to the end. And I just don't know that they need to celebrate it, especially in the form of a comedy. You know, I mean, if they had done more of a a darker story about the the rise from just regular run of the mill guy to mayor of the biggest city in the country, one of the biggest cities in the world. And then he got into controversy and scandal. And then slowly, if, if they took that angle, more of like a biography thing, it would probably be a little more palatable than making a joke out of somebody who died, especially under such weird circumstances. Well, and they might, in all fairness, I mean, the synopsis doesn't really go into too much detail about that. Um, just starting at city council, though, possibly they'll flash back and show some good things. I don't know. I also couldn't find whether or not the family, A, is aware of it, B, if they've said anything about it, but we all know, especially his brother right now, far more busy with other very important things to even bother with this. Um, but I know that they weren't a fan of Run This Town, and that was the one that was out uh, a couple of years back. You never ended up seeing it, right? I, didn't I did it. end up seeing part of it. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't like that either. Uh, listen, Rob, I wouldn't call Rob a friend of mine, but I had certainly had many encounters with him over the years. And yes, I was at his funeral. So maybe it's just me on a personal level because I did have a connection with the former mayor. But I felt uh, I felt like that was just very unclassy. Okay. And, and to do this series now as a comedy... It, It just seems weird to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, This is strange for Canadians, but today there's going to be a ramp ceremony at CFB Trenton to repatriate the remains of our service members who were all killed in a helicopter crash off the coast of Greece. This year, they're going to live stream the ramp ceremony because they don't want people trying to go to CFB Trenton or lining the Highway of Heroes. That's it's an entire highway that stretches from Trenton to downtown Toronto. I would think that you probably could distance yourself pretty well, but nonetheless, they are still asking you not to go. And I don't know if you saw the Prime Minister's news conference yesterday, but he was asked some questions about this, and frankly, I didn't even realize this until the reporters asked him yesterday. One of the questions, why did it take you more than why did it take the armed forces more than twelve hours to confirm the helicopter had crashed off of Greece? Mm-hmm. Turns out 
people on the ship watched it go down. It was the Greek military that made the announcement to the media that a Canadian helicopter had gone down. Oh. The Canadian forces didn't even confirm it first. Oh. Horrified crew members on board the Halifax-class frigate HMCS Fredericton watched the chopper go down. Oh, my. So they asked the prime minister about that. Why didn't you or the military confirm this? Why did it take 12 hours? So Trudeau, and I'm using a story from the Canadian press here. These are not my words. They say Trudeau deflected questions about why it took more than 12 hours. His formal answer was military followed protocols around informing the next of kin of the six armed forces members aboard as quickly as possible before sharing it with the public. Yeah, the military didn't confirm that until the next day after the NATO military alliance had already reported the same thing. Uh, there are definitely some questions there, including what happened. And the prime minister is not going to be in the House of Commons today to answer any of those questions because the one day a week that the Commons sits, he's going to CFB Trenton for the ramp ceremony. I don't know that you can really criticize him for that. That's probably a good thing for the leader for to sure. do. Yeah. Uh, although he has skipped some of them in the past, but nonetheless, he has opted to go to Trenton today instead of participating in the House of Commons. Uh, let's get back to Ontario. Doug Ford. Says he's had conversations with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment about possibly finishing off the NHL season in Toronto. Should we just let it let it be? Should we just let it go? Or do you think they should try and salvage that season? I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them giving it a try to salvage it. I, I don't know. If you would have asked me like a month ago, I, I would have said, oh my God, forget about it. Like it's not going to happen. But I could, you know, money is one of those things and the league is losing some money and they could easily make some money if they televise anything. We know that no, there'll be no audience members, no fans in the crowd. We know all of this. But if they're able to do it, they'll find a way to do it because it will bring in money to the league. But if, let's say, Toronto becomes a hub, which is the thing that people are looking at, and in other areas too, becomes like a hub for the NHL to play these games just to have them televised and broadcast everywhere... I feel like we'd be owed one. I feel like, okay, we'll do this, but we got to get something in return for it because <laughs> we're going to be put at risk if we do that too, right? There's a lot of people. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people who don't like sports, believe it or not, and they don't like all the concessions that pro sports get. For example, the tax breaks. For example, the taxpayer money to build their arenas and stadiums and things like that. Uh, those people are going to have a serious issue with the federal government issuing an exemption to the NHL for people to cross the border and come to Canada. Uh, we're going to have to let in a whole bunch of people from Sweden, let in a whole bunch of people from Germany and Russia, where they happen to have a pretty big COVID-19 problem. Uh, they would have to let Americans into Canada just to play hockey. Meanwhile, there's people out there with fiancés and in-laws and family members that can't get them into Canada right now. Mm -hmm. So I know that's going to be an issue for some people. Uh, there is still money to be made, though, for the broadcasters and the owners of the teams. In the Leafs case, that happens to be one in the same. However, um, I guess the way they would have to do it is everybody would come in. Everybody would get tested and then everybody would get retested. Once everybody tests negative, everybody gets checked into a hotel and they are locked down. Let's say they use the Four Seasons, which is one of the hotels that they use. So if everybody's at the Four Seasons and there's no contact with the outside world, 
assuming they just leave their room, get on the bus, go get in the dressing room, play their hockey game, and then go back to the hotel afterwards, there's really no risk of spreading the virus, and they could finish the NHL season. Hmm. The problem is that we need facilities for that, and this is probably why Toronto is best suited to host it because not only do they have Scotiabank Arena they've got that big one in Markham that I don't even know what's called but it is NHL size as far as I know they've also got uh, the Rico the Paramount Center in Mississauga they've got the Odd in Kitchener where the Rangers play and they've got First Ontario Place which used to be Cops Coliseum in Hamilton they could get the entire league playing here and then there would be hockey on basically from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Would that work? But, Do you think people would like it? I mean, I th- oh, I know fans would like it. Um, it's a matter of if the cities would want it to happen in their areas, maybe, and it would have to go through a process, right? Obviously, this would, this would all have to go through a process. And if one particular part of that process doesn't like it, there's a chance it, there's a good chance it won't happen. Yeah, I think part of the problem with this here is we're just starting to ease restrictions. Uh, There are more and more people going back to work every single week. If we waited until the end of lockdown to have hockey on 15 or 16 hours a day, people are going to be pissed. Oh, shit. Sure enough, I've had nothing to do for eight weeks, and the week I go back to work, the Leafs have got a game at 10 a.m. Fuck. You know? In any case, I'll bet you the ratings would be huge. Whichever leagues start playing again first are going to really clean up. The NBA is talking about doing the exact same thing, but they would do it on the Disney campus down in Orlando. Okay. Good on them. If they want to do that, that's great. Uh, Oh, and speaking of things happening right at the end of lockdown, just today, they or last night, they announced they're lowering booze prices in Ontario. <laughs> Which, like, but can we say, like, it has an asterisk on it. This is like the buck of beer thing all over again. We're sure they can bring down the price, but the good ones aren't going to bring down the price. No, you're not going to see Patron go on no. sale. You're not going to see Grey Goose go on sale. No, now you'll probably not- be able to get a bottle of Iceberg or something like that not- for a fairly cheap price. Yeah, I don't even know if you're going to see the Smirnoff though. I don't even know if you're going to see the the anything else going down in price because I think the demand is still quite high. I mean, if you've seen the LCBO lineups, uh, we've heard people are drinking much more during this. We saw all the hoarding. All the companies that are making their regular money aren't going to sit there and go, "Well, we're making good money right." now let's drop the price i don't (laughs) think anyone's going to do that the fact that they've been given the okay for the time being to do that is something but i think a lot of those companies are just going to sit that on the shelf for a long while until they may or may not need to and i don't think they'll need to well they've said that will be in effect until january the first so happy new year start stocking up now uh by the way the lineups at the lcbo are particularly outrageous holy cow uh mine here in milton where my home studio is you know i've lined up out there and thought i'm just gonna go home i don't need a drink that bad because i do not want to wait in a line that's wrapped around the building Mm -hmm. it was faster to get in and out of walmart than it was to go to the LCBO. It was crazy. So I think I'm just going to order online from now on. Uh, Thank you for listening to After 9 today, everybody. We appreciate it. A little thing about Monday. I don't know when you get up or what your feelings are about terrestrial radio, but on Monday, Kat and I are doing something pretty cool to honor the nurses on the beginning of National Nursing Week. 
Because a nurse's shift is 12 hours, we're doing 12 hours. Yeah, it's something that we're really, really uh, excited to be a part of. So the show's going to be on from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern uh, Standard Time. So wherever you're listening from, just tell like Google or Alexa to play 91.5 The Beat, especially on Monday. We'd love that. And you can dedicate songs to people on the front lines if you'd like, or to yourself if you are in healthcare. Or even, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter where you work or what you're doing. We appreciate you. This is our way to show our appreciation. So you can uh, check us out all day long. It's going to be fun. Today is uh, National Nurses Day, and today is also National Skilled Trades Day. So I would like to take a second to acknowledge the people working in skilled trades that are deemed essential right now and do an amazing work. I mean, hey, if if uh, they weren't essential workers and as trained as they are, and your pipe happened to burst, who's going to fix it if not for these people? And they have to go right into homes to do a lot of the work that they do electricians as well, uh, drywallers that are getting the new facilities ready and things like that. Any of the skilled trades, we appreciate you. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening to After 9. We'll be back with one more at some point this week, but otherwise, have yourself a good fucking day, everybody. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> <laughs>